What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the director of women's ministry for New Vision's Buchanan campus. And today, our calls to action from the book of Mark come from chapter 14, verses 66 through 72. And I'll be reading in the English Standard Version. It says this, And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you mean. And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him and began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Well, friends, I have come to believe that how we respond to this passage um, tells us a lot about the condition of our own hearts. Um, There have been seasons of my life where in reading these words, I felt very self-righteous. I felt very condemning of Peter. How could this man who has walked the same ground as Jesus, breathed the same air, sat at the same table, had such intimate walking with him day in and day out, how could he do this? And I've had great righteous indignation about how Peter could be so um, disloyal. But then, friends, I have had seasons where I see far too much of myself in Peter. I see times when I had an opportunity to stand up and speak out for Christ, to stand firm, like Scripture says, and I failed. And I failed miserably. Um, I denied what I know to be true, what I know to be right. And sometimes as a sin of omission, more than a sin of commission, which basically means, um, you know, sometimes it wasn't that I outright denied Christ, right? But when you fail to do what God calls us to do in a situation, then by omission, that's also sin. And friends, I have failed in that regard. I have been party to conversations I should not have been party to. I have started conversations I should not have started. I have been, um, I have not always um, dutifully upheld the high standard of a Christ follower. And so wherever you find yourself this morning, this afternoon, this evening, as you read these words, I just pray that you would let it seep deep into your bones and your soul and your psyche and to really ask the Lord, what do you have for me in this passage? Not how can I condemn Peter? How can I um, 
malign him for his lack of faith, but really, what does it say about me and how am I to respond? What is my call to action in this? And so there's a couple things that I think we can point out here. I think the first is that Peter loved Jesus. I mean, hours ago, he cut off a man's ear in defense of Jesus. He was so confident in his um, loyalty to Christ. And he's like, look, there is nothing ever that will keep me from following you. And Jesus just had to shake his head and say, oh, Peter, before the rooster crows, crows twice, you will deny me three times. And I just think how sad um, for our Savior that must have been to see in the one moment this supreme confidence that Peter had and to know um, how that would play out in just a short matter of hours. But so friend, what is our call to action in that? It's not to criticize Peter, but to look at ourselves and to say, how is it possible that one could have such confidence, um, such conviction mere hours prior, and then to go so far in just a few hours in the other direction. Because friends, we are all but for the grace of God capable of such things. And so that's, I think, our first call to action is to really examine our hearts and our motives and to say, where I feel strong where could I possibly actually have a weakness? Because maybe that confidence, if that confidence is in our own strength, if it's in our own resolve, it will end in failure. And so it's a kindness of our Lord to reveal that to us and to say, listen, if all this bravado, if all this confidence, if all this ear casting off is because you just think that you're capable, that's not going to go well. And so it's a kindness that Jesus shows to Peter and to us. The reality of the situation of his heart is that he's not capable in and of himself to do what Christ is calling him to do. And spoiler alert, he redeems it. Peter is the rock of his church, friends. I mean, there's this is going to go well in the future, but this is a valley. And that is a call to action for us, that there is an an appropriate response when we enter a valley. And that we see right there in chapter in verse 72. But let me back up just a minute before we, we get to the good stuff. Let's let's look at how bad this went. Okay. For just a moment, I want you to see that it wasn't enough in verse 68 for Peter to just say no. You know, he didn't just kind of toss his head to the side and bashfully say, no, no, I don't know him. No, he's, he went really far. He said, not only do I not know this man, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even understand what you mean. So he went far, right? This wasn't just a bashful, like, no, no, I don't know him. Um, he was very much with conviction, um, wanting them to believe that he did not know Christ, didn't even know anything about it. But the servant girl just was persistent, this girl, right? And now he... She says it again. No, you are one of them, but he denies it a second time. Well, then a little bit later, bystanders again said to Peter, now they're kind of picking up on what this girl's laying down and they're like, wait, you really are one of them, right? Because you're a Galilean. And it just, verse 71 is so convicting to me because it says he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear. Friends, this is intense language. This is not just a, nope, don't know him, move on my way, pretend you don't exist. He is going so far as to invoke a curse upon himself and to swear that I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately 
the rooster crowed a second time. And I can just feel it, friends. I can feel it because I've been there. How Peter's heart must have dropped to his feet. How the grief and the shame must have filled every pore of his body as he realized that exactly what Christ had said had come to pass. Not once, not twice, but three times. And not just casually or quietly, but with vehemence, he denied Christ. And his response to this valley, to this failing, to this sin was exactly as it should have been. And it's a call to action to us as well, that he broke down and wept. Friends, sometimes, um, well, all times, the only appropriate response to sin is grief. And then confession and repentance. And we, again, spoiler alert, we'll see this in Peter's life. But right now, we're at the very depths of this valley. We're in the pit of despair with Peter. And he is weeping and he is broken. And friends, it's appropriate that he is. And it's appropriate that we are. So our first call to action is to examine our hearts, to say, see if there be any wicked way in me, Jesus. And then secondly, where we find that wickedness, to confess it, to repent it, to grieve it. I believe, friends, that that's something that I have not done well and that I believe that really many of us in the church do not do well, which is to fully enter into the grief and sorrow that our sin demands. It sent him to the cross, friends. It's it, it's about to. We're, we're seeing this play out. We know that this road that we're on during this time that Peter is making these horrible denials of Christ, Christ is being unfairly tried, and he will be shortly giving up his life in a gruesome and horrific way for the very sin that Peter is committing and that you and I have committed as well. So the appropriate response is deep abiding grief but then repentance and confession because he loves us. And we're going to see that. I don't want to steal all the thunder, but there, this will be redeemed. And so we have that hope. But friends, our call to action, examine our hearts. Let the Lord reveal to us, confess, repent, and crave that sin. Understand the cost of the sin and the consequences that we have um, committed. And then we can walk in the freedom that we're designed to walk in. We can walk in his strength and in our weakness, he is made strong. Friends, I pray that you will do that today, that you will consider um, this lesson that we get from Peter and and not be Pharisees who um, are self-righteous in our response, but that we be fellow co-laborers in Christ that recognize our own need, our own lacking, and we find our strength in him alone, Christ our Savior. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.